Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Paz I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining, Jeremy Dunn, and Jack McEnroe. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Paz I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Paz I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, and tonight I'm flying with Jack McEnroff. Jack, how are you? Oh, and it seems like somehow I lost Jack already. Um, so Jack will be calling me back, I'm sure. Um, Jeremy, again, um, is not on tonight. It's me and Jack. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here in Pennsylvania and um, snowed in. We got about 23 inches of snow, and uh, it's been quite, uh, I guess, somewhat rewarding. Let's see if we can bring Jack back on here. Hey. Jack, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm freezing my little butt off in New York City. <laughs> yeah, I'm freezing here in PA, too. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'm good, though. How bad did you get it up there? Um, I it's. I don't really know. I wasn't really paying attention to the news. It was it was a close to a it was over a foot for sure. I don't I don't know. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. We got like twenty three inches here, so it's been a lot of shoveling, so I'm sure my back's gonna be hurting tomorrow. But anyway, other than that, how have you been? Really good, really good. I'm not a huge fan of the winter and like I don't know if I have <laughs> like seasonal affective disorder or like all that that goes along with it, but I just don't if I didn't work in fashion and have to kind of be in New York City, I'd probably live in Florida. But, Hawaii. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I suffer through the winter, so I'm counting the days already. But I'm going to Miami. I was in Miami, I think, when you had the last show, and then I'm going again on the 29th for 10 days, so that's fine. Wow, that sounds like fun. Anything special or just vacation? Just for the hell of it. Oh, hey. If you can yeah. do it, why not, right? <laughs> exactly. And so how – I know you, um, like, I don't know if you've been talking about this on the other show, but but um, uh, I know you started taking meds. How's that going? Um, everything's going okay for now. The uh, first week was um, a little rough. You know, my body was adjusting to everything, so I had all the, you know, the shakes and the, the night sweats and, you know, the nausea and throwing up and stuff like that. But – you know, like, my body just had to work through it. Right. And and now I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I don't, you know, have any – I sleep through the night now, no dreams, no other really bad side effects. So Are you taking a strip blood? Are you, have you said what you're taking? No, I'm taking a Travada and a Centris. Okay. Um, um, interesting. So what your side effects were what? Um, I kind of had, like, shakes, and then I was, like, running a fever one night. And then I had really bad night sweats um, from taking them. And, like, one day I, I was actually – I wasn't even able to eat. I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't keep any, like, orange juice down, so I couldn't even eat all day. But, okay. see, I don't know if it was, like, my meds or if it was maybe some sort of – because I just got um, both flu shots at the same time as well. Right. So usually as soon as I get the flu shot, I usually get, like, kind of sick afterwards. Right. It's kind of like just kind of how my body takes it. So I don't know if it was that or if it was the meds and a combo of both, but I feel right. great how now. Long, and how, how long did they last? How long? Um, it was maybe three days. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was something else just because, I mean, I know people that have side effects and, like, 
especially with the trip love. I think it's so Steven, a trip like it's full weird dreams and sleeping issues and stuff like nausea and GI stuff. Like it usually lasts like a month or so, and then your body kind of adjusts to it. So if you if he only had stuff for like a few days, that's great. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, they're spread apart. So I take two, you know, in the morning and then one at night. Oh, good. Yeah, so it's pretty – I've been, you know, optimistic about it. So it should be interesting. Yeah. You know, and well, I started welcome. blogging about Drag it. Drag Addicts so. Club. <laughs> What'd you say? Welcome to the Drag Addicts Club. <laughs> I'll be taking them forever. I've been taking them for 20 years, so. Yeah, well, I hope, you know. It's a good thing. You know, people. a lot of people ask me about that. They're like, you know, I'm thinking about starting meds, but I'm kind of scared because they, like, you know, were you just put on meds because, the, you know, the CDC changed the the new, like, uh, guidelines and stuff? And I said, well, that was kind of what pushed it over that kind of convinced me that I should. You know well, what I mean? Because I don't, know anything, I don't know anything about that. What would the guidelines change? Well, yeah. they're supposedly that, like, they were – it was supposed to be if you were above 350 – that you, you weren't supposed to go on meds yet, uh, if your CD4 count was. And right. then I think it just, or, or was 500, I think it was. And then they just dropped it to like 350. Okay. So now there's that big gap of people that are in that, you know, um, CD4 range that are debating starting meds and are wondering if they should or not. So they, so just clarify for me. So they used to say if your T-cells fell below 500, then you should go on meds, and now they've dropped it to if your T-cells fell below No, the opposite. Oh, the opposite. Yeah, yeah the opposite. Because because the trend has been through doctors and people that I know that are, you know, have recently sort of converted is that people are kind of advocating, and doctors have mentioned that, it, that they're more and more frequently putting people on meds sooner rather than waiting. So especially because of the toxicity and stuff and the side effects of the medications that are less and less as the medications evolve that, um, you know, they're, they're thinking, you know, why wait to put someone on a treatment that could, that could be benefiting from. So interesting. So I get a lot of emails from people. I, I was actually just talking to someone in Rome today who was like, I, you know, I saw you on the internet and I just, I just found out and I'm trying to debating whether to take medications and I'm trying to keep from taking them as long as possible. And my, CD4 counts, 450, and I was like, well, listen, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what to tell you. That's the discussion you need to have with your doctor. But the general trend here seems to be that people are going on medications sooner rather than waiting. So this is an interesting debate. Yeah, I was, you know, I was hesitant to start. That's why I waited until, you know, my doctor thought it was the best time for me to do it. So. And why were you well, hesitant to start? I don't know. I was just always hesitant. Like if my, I felt like if my counts weren't bad and I didn't have to go on it right away, what was the point of me jumping on it right away? Because I was always afraid I was going to run out of a regimen or something like that. I don't know. I always had this like, you know, and since my counts weren't so bad and my doctor wasn't advising me to go on, I kind of like didn't think about it Right. for a long period of time. I think it's because I came from a, medic, a fairly medical family. Like, my dad was a doctor and my mom was a nurse. And basically, if we had, like, a, a, we, if we had a runny nose, we would get pills thrown at us from the, when we were kids. So for me to take medication was like, I mean, I had asthma and stuff when I was a kid, so I always took pills. So to be on pills for me, I never, it was never really a big deal. I always thought it was so interesting. People were like, I don't want to have to take pills for the rest of my life. I'm like, okay. But for, for some people, it's a big deal. I get it. Right. Well, tonight, actually, uh, our guest is on the line now. So I just want to introduce everybody that um, to uh, Jonathan Shaw we're speaking with. He, is, um, he has a channel on YouTube, and he has a blog on the Paz I Am Network. And um, I want to bring him on so he can share his personal story and talk about why he started you know, doing a video blog. Because um, it's very interesting for someone who's newly diagnosed to put themselves out there right away, so uh, please help me welcome Jonathan Shaw. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you guys? Really good. 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 Sorry, I'm all new to this. What's up? (laughs) So, Jonathan, I wanted to um, have you come on because I think that you're a very brave person to go on um, YouTube right away and just start sharing your story as someone who's newly diagnosed. Um, 
Before we yeah. get into why you started the channel, can you just give us a little bit of a background of where you grew up and, you know, kind of like all that stuff? Um, well, there wasn't like really a set place that I grew up. My dad was a Navy commander, so we kind of like moved all over the place. But uh, I'm originally from Seattle, and uh, I kind of consider like Washington my hometown. Like I, that's where I actually like lived there for a total of six years, and that's probably the most I lived in an area. But um, right now I'm currently in Augusta, Georgia which is uh, about two hours um, eastward of Atlanta, closer to the South Carolina border. So. Cool. I'm from, I'm from Bellevue. <laughs> Bellevue? I love yeah. Bellevue. It's a cool <laughs> little town. You know where yeah, Silverdale no. is? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I like spent most of my time when I was in Seattle. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you tested positive when? Um, tested okay. positive in de- on December 30th of 2008. Yeah. So this will be coming up on your two-year anniversary? One year. One year. One-year anniversary. Oh, right. right. So, wow, you're like a newbie. One-year-old, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I found out um, a day before the New Year's. So I started off my, uh, started off my New Year great. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Like, it sounds like really horrible, but whatever. Like I was just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, that's interesting. So you were how old are you now? I'm 21. So you were you basically had the same. I was I was diagnosed when I was 20 as well. So yeah, um, yeah, interesting. <laughs> I think it's kind of how, how was that? Because people always ask me, it must be so weird, you know, so long ago when the prognosis was really bleak and. And to be so young, and I'm like, yeah, I guess. How 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 do you think it's? I mean, you don't know what it was like 20 years ago, but what what was your reaction when you were diagnosed? I mean, because the 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 outlook is really good, is good now. So were you upset? Like, I was upset. I mean, it's like at first, like okay, when you're like in the like waiting room or whatever and stuff like that, and you're like, okay, well, what the hell's going on? And then you know the doctor pulls you aside and blah blah in his little like dungeon of whatever telling people like bad news and stuff like that and I was like I was caught off guard at first because I'd always been like pretty safe and stuff and I don't know at first I was just like okay well like let's get down to business like what do I need to do what's up and stuff like that and then like it was like after I left the hospital and I got in my car when it like hit like emotionally and I was like and so I started crying you know blah blah it was hard I mean, it was difficult, and you don't like hearing stuff like that on the, you know, period. Now, was this, like, a random test? No, like, okay, what happened was, is, like, I had this rash that developed on my hands and, like, on my feet and stuff like that, and I was, like, kind of confused with what it was, and the doctor didn't know what it was. Like, all of my medical is, like, out of, you know, military, so I go to the military base to get all my stuff done, so nobody knew what it was, and the doctor's like, well, let's just run an HIV and, like, STD, like, or, like, a couple of tests on you and stuff like that. And so I went and got lab work done. And I actually was going to the dermatologist, and the dermatologist was like, well, you've contracted an STD called syphilis and blah, blah, blah. And so I had syphilis, and they treated it and stuff like that. But at the same time that they told me that I had syphilis, they were like, well, the CDC needs to talk to you. And I was like, what? Okay, well, hold up. And then, you know, the doctor pulled me aside and was like, this is what happened, and you have HIV. And I was like, well, shit, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so. Now, were you educated, like, about HIV beforehand? Yeah. Like, did you know what I it had, was when? Yeah, I had friends that had it. And, you know, I mean, I've had, like, a couple of scares, like, even being young and stuff like that. Like, I had, like, an ex-boyfriend that, you know, contracted it and was like, you know, you need to go get tested and, like, you know, I went and got tested, and I was negative, and, like, a year later, I was still negative. So, I mean, like, from the time I was, like, 18 to the time I was, like, 20, I was, like, getting tested and stuff like that. But there was, like, a brief, like, from – because I – the thing was is I was living up in Washington going to school, and then I moved to Georgia. So when I moved to Georgia, I kind of, like, forgot about it, and I didn't go get tested, and I wasn't, like, you know – I didn't think about it. So – but, I mean, I knew what it was. Hmm. Well, well, I mean, it seems like you got comfortable with it very quickly. Most people I know at least take a while to just 
digest everything that's going on and how they're going to proceed, if they're going to take meds or not or whatever. And it seems like you went fairly quickly to being really open about it and, you know, doing these YouTube videos. And how, how did that all come about? One of the things I think people have problems with coming to terms with it is, like, they don't want to, like, I guess they just don't want to deal with it. Like, I'm the kind of person that likes to deal. Like, I mean, when something comes my way, like, I just, I jump on, you know, the, I guess the business side of it, and I'm just like, okay, this is what I need to do to, like, prepare myself for it. I don't get, like, caught up too much in, like, oh, what was me, you know, like, I'm, this, my life's ruined, blah, blah, you know. Like, I don't, I don't really like to harbor on that. I just kind of, I guess, I just, part of me now, so let's just deal with it. And, you know, I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Now, after after you were um, diagnosed and, you know, and, and it finally sunk in and you had that cry that you were talking about, how did you then pick yourself back up and, and tell your parents? Or how did you um, not told your parents? No, my mom and dad, like, um, I told my mom that day, um, after, like, I went, because I went to the doctors, and she was, like, worried about me and stuff like that, but I went to the doctors, and when I came home, like, I told her, like, the first person I called, though, was, like, my best friend, and he was just like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to come and get you, and we're going to go and, like, hang out for a little bit. I was like, okay, well, meet me at my house. So, like, when I went home, though, I told my mom, and, like, she was, you know, she was upset and stuff like that, but she was just like, okay, well, we have a battle ahead of us, you know, like, because I'm not going to, like, let my son like, wither away and stuff like that to the, uh, whatever, you know. Like, she was, she's been pretty understanding, and like every single time I go and get checkups and stuff, like, she's, she's like, well, what are your numbers? Like, how are you doing? Like, how's your health? Do you need me to buy you vitamins? I'm like, sure, Mom. Why not? <laughs> so. Now, what, what was it like telling your dad since he's in the military? I know that had to be pretty tough. <laughs> I'm not. I'm probably gonna like sound like the biggest asshole on the face of the planet for telling you how I told my father. Like, I didn't want to tell my dad at first because of the military situation. Because, okay, this is gonna sound another bad thing. I wasn't out. Like, I wasn't out and about. Like, I wasn't openly gay with my parents. Like right. before that either. I was in the closet. So it was kind of like a, I'm gay and I have HIV kind of thing. Like, <laughs> and. My mom was, like, had been, like, bugging me. Like, I, it was about three days after I found out. My mom's like, well, I can't hold, keep this secret from your father. Like, he deserves to know. And I was like, okay. So I, like, walk outside. My dad's, like, sitting there watering the yard and stuff like that. I'm like, so um, I have HIV. And he's like, uh, I'm like, cool. And I, like, walk back into, like, the, the house. And he, like, comes in. He's like, whoa. Hell of a way to tell your father that, you know, you have this disease. And it's like, well, I figured that, you know, you like being blunt and I'm blunt. So it would be a lot easier just to walk out and announce it and walk back in the house. <laughs> that's just how I am. That's just, I guess that's how I was raised. I don't know. Like, I don't really put a lot of effort into, like, thinking about what I'm going to say to people, like, when I talk. So... Well, I yeah. mean, in your de in your defense, it, 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 you can't sugarcoat it at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's like we all try to placate and pacify and, and buffer everything for our people that we care about that we have to tell that we're HIV positive. But at the end of the day, it's still the same. You have to utter that sentence at some point, you know. Yeah. So as well just get it over with. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off, you know. Well, that's, what I, that's how I felt about it. Like, I'm not, like. I don't want to, like, drag this out, like, any longer than what it, like, really needs to be. So. All right. <laughs> how, did, um, how has your support been with your friends? Have you had anybody uh, kind of walk away from you? Um, Not really, no. Like, I maybe had, like, one or two, but they were obviously not good friends anyways. So everybody's been really supportive. Everybody's been really cool. Um, you know, this one, like, my roommate, who I'm friends with, like, my roommate now, like, I I didn't tell him for, like, two weeks, and he, like, finally called me up and was like, why haven't you talked to me? And I was like, um, and then he was like, wait a minute. I was like, 
you posted a blog, and it was like, yeah, I posted a blog. And he's like, you never post blogs. I'm going to go read this right now. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to find out. So, and then he found out, and now we're, like, best friends, and he always makes fun of me. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's fun. Like, we joke about it a lot. Like, I don't, you know, we joke about me having HIV, like, quite often, and I don't know if that's, like, puts a bad taste in people's mouths at all, but he, he's just like, I have HIV, I'm Jonathan, and I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like well, you know, sometimes you got to laugh, you got to laugh when it comes <laughs> yeah, to things totally. like this, because it helps you get through it, you know? Yeah. I make fun of it all the time. <laughs> I think yeah, it's funny. Do. Like I just joke about I'm it like, all the time. I can't go out in the, I can't go out in the snow today because I have AIDS. I'm cold. <laughs> like I, it's not it's not PC, but sometimes it's funny. I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Like my roommate does a lot of videos and stuff, and like we were like collaborating on doing like a Christmas Carol video with all of our friends in it and stuff. And he's like wanting to. He wants me to be, like, the ghost of Christmas future and, like, be all grim raperish and stuff and then, like, pull my head over. And he's like, Jonathan, what'd you die? Did you die from HIV? And I'll be like, no, I died from a spider bite. Like, you know, stupid stuff like that. Like, it's just, we always joke about it. It's fun. So I have a question because people kind of – I get this, like, question I get very frequently. And mm-hmm. um, you didn't really sit on it for very long, but – People that, I mean, because of the stigma, people don't, are in the closet about it. A lot of people I know that are positive think, like, there's, they don't know anyone who else is who is positive. And, and I always say, listen, trust me, when, if you start telling people, you'll be surprised of the, the friends that you know that actually are as well and the support that you'll get from your peer group and your friends and your family. And that's really important, and that's uh, which I always encourage people to talk about it, even if they're hesitant, because... I think you get back as much as you give. And if you just sit on it and, and pretend everything's fine and, and don't deal with it at all, that it, 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 it's harder. I think it's more difficult to get by. Do you agree yeah. with that? I totally agree with that. Um, I think people should be more open about it. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It's part of your life. Like, it's part of you. It's who you are now. Like, and if you don't embrace who you are, like, what's the point? That's how I feel about it. Right, and all did of you, you. Were you surprised? Um, did you have people in your life that were HIV positive that you didn't know were, that were like, oh, I am too? Um, well, actually, like, not, well, yeah, kind of. There's a few that I had, I had, like, I knew, but I didn't say anything to them. Like, you know, like, word of mouth, like, hey, this person's positive, like, you know, be careful, blah, blah, and stuff like that before I was positive. But, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, like, cross, you know, fangs, blah, blah, like, it's, I was like, okay, cool, you know, and, like, when I found out that I was positive, like, it was a lot easier to be, like, you know, like, talk to them and be, like, hey, like, I'm HIV positive, like, what do you think about that, and then they're, like, well, you know, I'm HIV positive, too, and, you know, blah, blah, and I'm, like, it's just, like, I kind of, like, hunted people down <laughs> when I found out about it, because it was a lot easier to, like, deal with it, like, talking to people, so... It's just, I think some people just really don't want to be, like, just want to be left alone, and they don't, like, want to talk about it and stuff like that, but I think they would be a lot better if they did talk about it. I totally agree. Yeah. I think one of the one of the things I saw in your video, Jonathan, was um, you mentioned that the only thing that you ever really wanted was, was love, was to be loved and, and for your, you know, your family to love you and for them to be there, and, you know, I, I think it's it's something that everybody can relate to because that's all that you know, a lot of us want. And um, yeah. I think that's something that's incredible that you said that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you always have, like, this thought in your head that your parents are going to, like, disown you or something when you, like, come out to them. Or, like, you know, when they find out that you're, you know, infected with the this, the HIV virus, like, they're going to not want anything to do with you. But, I mean, yeah, like, that's all I really, like, wanted. And my mom and dad have proven, you know, they love me no matter what. So it's cool. Like, we still go rounds and stuff like that because they're totally not supportive of my, like, lifestyle. But they still love me no matter what, and they're going to be there for me, like, through the thick and thin. So. Yeah, but they're still new to it, right, your lifestyle? My mom and dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're very they new. <laughs> I hate okay. that people call it a lifestyle. It's not a lifestyle. 
Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah, you're right. It's not really a lifestyle. It's, but that's what they call it. They right. put quotations well, around that. that. <laughs> a lot of a lot of times people that have issues with homosexuality and all of, of whatever call it a lifestyle choice. I'm like, it's not a lifestyle choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I live in like the Bible Belt, like the buckle. Oh, I know. I, I lived in Atlanta <laughs> for a year. Trust me, I know. Atlanta is like open. Like, have you been to Augusta? Like, there's a church on every street corner. It's like a Starbucks <laughs> in Seattle. That's funny. You know, so, like you said, you put your parents on that cool with you being gay? No, they're not. But, I mean, they're not. We don't talk, we don't talk about the gay thing. We don't, I don't, we, I mean, they understand because I have a boyfriend and they're all like, okay, like, we understand that you're with the, in a relationship with this person, but we don't, we don't call him a boyfriend. He's Isaac. <laughs> that's who yeah, he I is. That's, that's feeling. Yeah, and it's, you know, I'm not going to sit there and push him into it because it's it's dumb. I don't flaunt it in their faces. I don't push it, the envelope with them. Like, if they want to talk to me about it, then they talk to me about it. But I'm not, like, you know, running around the house with rainbow spandex and, you know, Blair and Cher. It's, you know, I don't do that. <laughs> you, you, yes, you do. I saw your videos. You saw my videos? <laughs> you must have I seen, like, a... impersonation. Don't lie. <laughs> Well, you know, well, every once in a while, well, we get yeah, a kick I mean, out of you it. Have to, you have to think, like, it took my, my mom is the most, li- like, liberal, like, she's been in the gay parades, she <laughs> lives on Capitol Hill in Seattle, which is a gay neighborhood, like, yeah, I love Capitol gay, Hill. all of her friends are gay, and it took her, like, I came out when I was 18, so a long time ago, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she was... It took her a couple, I mean, she's always been liberal politically and not religious, but it still took her, like, a couple of years to where she would just talk about it openly yeah. and not, like, it just takes a while to acclimate. Yeah. Oh, they're getting used to it. Like, they're cool. Yeah. They're, they're getting, they're dealing with it, so and that's all I could ask for. Right. It's funny. It took my mom a long time, and um, I remember I got her a little keychain, and it was like a little, you know, like a little license plate you get, but it was, uh, it was rainbow. I got a rainbow one on it, and it said number one mom. And I knew that when I I gave it to her, and she actually put it on her key ring, like I really knew that she accepted me, and it was like a big stage. And but it took her about like you know five years to finally like understand that this isn't just Joe. This is like my partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it takes time. They get there. Well, we'll see. I'll wait. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give them as much time as they need. Like, they want to take the, if they want to, like, take a whole lifetime, that's fine. I'm not going to push them into it, so. Right. I don't like making waves. It's a lot easier just to coast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So in anyway. the, the last two videos that you posted um, on your blog, um, you did interviews when you went to Pride. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I try to do interviews. I got caught up in the whole, like, that was my first, like, big Pride. Like, so, of course, you know, I had this, like, really good idea. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go up to walk up to people and, like, interview them and be like, so, HIV, what do you think about it? You know, I had this whole, like, idea in my head. And then I'm like, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, my God, let's go to this vendor. Like, Oh my God, let's go to this vendor. Like, oh my God, I see friends. You know, it's just like, it turned into this, like, it turned into like me, like wanting to have more fun than anything than do like interviews. But I mean, I did get a few and I actually had a lot more, but like my camera was being junky when I was there. And like, I had really good interviews with actually like some cool people too, but um, it went well. Um, The people I interviewed were really cool. Um, they were, I don't even know if they watched my, my video blog or not, but they're on there. So, <laughs> uh, where can That's people cool. find them for people that are listening? Um, youtube.com slash positively Jonathan, or just, you know, go to the, the search engine and type in positively Jonathan. I'm trying to get more. It's really hard when you're like a full-time student and a full-time worker and like, you're like, Oh, I really want to have like all these great ideas. And it's just like, Oh, I have finals coming up. Crap. <laughs> so, so what's it like, um, you know, in college right now with people um, who who may have seen your blog, who may not have known that you were, you know, positive? Have you gotten a mixed reaction with like, uh, you know, classmates and stuff like that? 
Mm, no, I mean, I kind of keep to myself. Like, I'm a commuter, so I don't, like, really – I'm not really big into the college scene. Like, I just kind of come take my classes and then go. Like, I have classmates that, you know, like this one boy, like – he like me. We added each other on Facebook or something like that. I don't because I think he was in my communications class, and I knew that from the get go that he was, you know, like family. Right. But like he didn't know that I had HIV. He didn't know I was HIV positive until I posted a blog, and then he wouldn't say anything to me at all, like in class for like the longest time. And then finally, I like hit him up on Facebook and was like, "Hey, what's up?" And then we started talking about it. And then he's like, "Okay, cool." And then next thing you know, his friend is like. I wanted like I watched your video blogs and I want to become a I'm going into nursing school and I'm going to concentrate on HIV now because of your blogs and I'm like oh like that's sweet okay cool <laughs> like I've had that happen that, that this, my friend Carrie like she said that she wants to become a nurse and like specifically like help HIV patients because of my blog which you know it it kind of hits home because you're like I just changed this person's like career goal I guess I don't know. Right. You know, that's cool. No, I think that's the great thing about being open and the, the, the use of media now. And, like, we're doing this radio show. You do your videos and vlogging. It's, and it's great because you never, ever know who you mm-hmm. affect. I mean, I yeah. had, like I, I was saying before you came on, I was emailing all day today with this kid in Rome mm-hmm. who found me somehow and was, like, this, we were talking about going on medication, whether or not you should go on medication. And I was like, you know, you should talk to your doctor about that. But, like, the, the general consensus is this. And But it's interesting. Yeah. I'm like, you know, people e- have emailed me from all, all over the world, Korea, like, random places. Because they don't – I don't know what it's like in a lot of those places to be HIV positive. So I think in some of those places they don't – they have even more stigma, and they, can, they can't even talk about it publicly. So – you know, it's nice that, that we have the internet and YouTube and all that stuff to just spread the gospel. <laughs> yeah, well, it's cool. I've had people from all over the globe hit me up too. Like that, this one girl in Australia. She's like, I wish that you were, you know, I wish that you were doing these video blogs when my brother was alive because he probably would still be alive today. And I'm like, what? Well, what the hell are you talking about? Like that kind of sucks. She's like, oh well, he like off himself. I was like. Uh, yeah. But I was like, <laughs> that's horrible. But, you know, he couldn't deal with living with it anymore, and I just, like, it's bull crap. Like, what What do you say to that, you know? Like, yeah, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that that's still, uh, I, I mean, just because the uh, the prognosis is so good for mm-hmm. anyone who's seroconverts now, that, and the medication is so good and accessible, it's like, I always I find it really shocking when people are like, oh, I found out and I wanted to kill myself. And I guess that still occurs. I can kind of understand that rationale, like, back in the late 80s and early 90s when you basically were going to die an ugly death fairly quickly. But now that's not going to happen for the mo- in most cases. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's always strange to me. I mean, I know people get depressed, and I think it's going to really alter and change their life. But that's why we need to be vocal about it and... You know, say, listen, there are people that are doing totally fine living with HIV. Yep. I agree. That's funny. I never thought like that after I was diagnosed that I wanted to kill myself or I wanted to die. Yeah, me neither. I didn't really get like that. Like, I've never really been suicidal. But, I mean, you get depressed. Like, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't exactly, you know, like, ready to get out and go, like, when I found out, I was really, I was pretty unstable for a while, but you usually, like, have to kick yourself out of it. I guess it just depends on the person. Right. How is it? I'm sorry. No, just real quick, I just wanted to open up the phone line so people can call in. Um, So if you'd like to call in and talk to Jonathan, give us a call at 347-215-9442. You can do that now. uh, Go ahead, Jack, what were you saying? I was just curious how soon after Jonathan, how soon after your diagnosis did you go basically public by either posting a video or like writing something on the internet or on Facebook or whatever? Um, about a week. 
I posted, uh, like, I was, yeah, about a week. I posted a, a blog on my Facebook, and um, people read it, and I had probably good, like, 300 friends at that point, and they were all, you know, people that I knew and stuff like that. And, you know, being from all over the country, like New Orleans and Hawaii and, I would, like, Phoenix and stuff, like, they all, you know, on like your Facebook, and they read it, and they're like, oh, my God, like, Jonathan has HIV, like, <laughs> so I got a lot of response from that, and, I mean, the, I didn't post a video blog for two months, because, I mean, I didn't have the idea in my head to do it, like, but, yeah, I went public with it, like, a week. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, that is. I, well, I mean, like I said, I don't want to, like you know, keep it under wraps. It's, you know, part of me. If you're going to be friends with me, like, you need to know all of me. That's how I feel. Yeah, and I guess, you know, like, I wasn't, you know, me and Jack weren't diagnosed in the world of social networking. So I guess, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of different to, to be diagnosed now with, like, you know, all these social networks and stuff mm-hmm. like that to, to use as an outlet where before all we had was, what, AOL? Oh, AOL. Um, hi, when I was diagnosed, we didn't have internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we did it. I didn't even get a PC until I was in 1996. So I was Ooh. diagnosed in 1990. So, yeah. Wow. We didn't have internet. We didn't have cell phones. We were like cave people. <laughs> Thank God for technology, right? <laughs> like the Flintstones. <laughs> God. Oh, that's funny. So what do you have coming up in the um, upcoming video blogs that you're going to be posting? Um, well, I'm doing a birthday blog. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, when? When's your birthday? Um, well, I'm going to post it on the 30th. So oh, your HIV birthday? My HIV birthday. I'm calling it the birthday blog. And then I've got, I, like, I'm trying to get more involved with the pause. Like, I don't, like, I'm not involved, but I guess I want to, like, get on pause.com and, like, look up news stories and, like, give my opinions on it or something like that. Um, I do need to do, like, a blog where I, like, tell my numbers because, um, like, I've never done a blog where I've been like, oh, so I went to the doctor and, like, this, 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 and this is what he told me and, you know, so... I need to do that. I just, I have, like, ideas in my head, but I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, find time to put them all, like, on the camera and just post. That's actually a really good idea. Um, so, so totally coincidentally, some friends of mine and I were talking today. There's, there's a guy um, here who used to own a restaurant in the meatpacking district, which is closed now. Mm-hmm. Which I can't think of the name of it. But he used to, way in the olden days, um, like, you know how they write the menu on when, in chalk in some restaurants up above? He would mm-hmm. always have a CD4 count up there. <laughs> Which is cool, because a lot of people, I think, don't know the experience of, and that's part of the fear, is they don't know the experience of, like, going to the doctor, getting your blood work done, getting your numbers back. And it just, after a while, just becomes sort of not a big deal at all and just becomes, like, a part of your life and what you do. And, like, oh, I haven't been to the doctor in a few months. I should probably go and, yeah. you know. <laughs> I know how that is. Right. I was like, I like waited a month after I was supposed to go, and I was like, crap, I need to get to the doctor. I was like, the doctor is keep putting it off. I'm bad, you know. Now, do you have siblings, Jonathan? I do. I have. They're both adopted. Um, my brother is. He's 15. He's a sophomore in high school, and he's in ROTC. Like NJROTC, which my is taught by my dad. Go figure. And then my sister is um, a senior at the same high school, and she's also in NJROTC, and she has no idea what she wants to do with her life. She was doing this whole modeling school thing for a while that my mom and dad like tapped into my college fund for. But um, <laughs> that, I have I no clue where that went. <laughs> so now she's just living, I think, she, well, she's 18 and a senior in high school, and she moved out of the house, so, already. Now, are they aware of your status? Yeah. They both know I, think, I think everyone is. <laughs> everyone, everybody knows. Like, um, my sister was just like, well, she's like, it makes me sad, but, you know, as long as you take care of yourself, you'll be fine. And it was just like, cool. 
And then my brother, like, he's totally cool with it. Like, he, I mean, he didn't really find out from me personally. He was, like, internet browsing and on my Facebook, and that's how he found out. Because he's, like, he's still, like, I thought he was still really young. Like, I didn't want to be, like, like, when I found out he was 14, and I was, like, I don't want to be, like, hey, your brother has HIV. Like, so I kind of let him figure it out himself. But he's cool. How, so how old is your sister? I'm sorry, 18? She's That's 18. funny because we basically live parallel lives because I was 20 and my sister mm. was 18 and my brother was 15. So, Whoa. Yeah. Am I like a reincarnation or something? Like, is that what we're implying? <laughs> well, hey, I'm doing pretty well 20 years later, so, you know. Yeah. And well, if you want, you'll be singing Cher soon enough. <laughs> God. No, it's Lady Gaga now. Like... <laughs> That's our share. My generation's share. That's Lady, like Lady Gaga. Like, that's so funny. Yeah, but no, I don't. Yeah, we might live parallel lives, but I don't think I'm gonna be on the, what? What is it? Project Runway or something? Is that what you're well, on? I think it's probably dead now, so you won't be on it now. <laughs> is it dead? Oh, that's too bad. I never oh, watched no. it. I'm sorry. Think, yeah, I don't know. The, the, <laughs> the last season didn't do well on Lifetime, so they don't know what they're doing with it. To be honest. But. Damn, I'm sorry. I have a question here in the, from okay. the chat room um, from David, cool. and he wants to know how or where do you access access services for tests and etc. For tests and etc. Oh, for, well, for your tests and stuff. For testing, okay. Well, the gay bar here, the only like, well, there's a few gay bars, well, quote unquote gay bars, but they're like you know, overrun by a different crowd. But the only, like, real significant gay bar here in the area is, you know, they have HIV testing on, like, every, like, two weekends out of the month. And then we have, uh, what is it, the Parliament House, which is, like, the biggest gay resort in the United States, which I'm confused as to how that's here in Augusta, Georgia. But it's, (laughs) landmass, I guess, is huge. I don't know. But they have... H- rapid HIV testing over there too as well. So like, there's a place in the gay community that you can go and get HIV testing. But you know, you have your health departments, you have your um, CDCs. Like, I didn't get tested like I like at a, one of these places. I got tested at Eisenhower Medical Center, which is on Fort Gordon. So there's all kinds of places to get tested. And um, uh, to be honest with you, you'd be surprised. Like, there's a lot of people in the city with HIV, like, they're not, I don't, they're not really in the gay community, per se, like, they're mostly in the straight community, so, it's kind of weird, like, I don't know, you just have to, like, hmm? go ahead. One of the things I was going to ask you was, is I saw in your videos that you do um, paint, and, uh, you know, you draw and stuff like that. Is that something that you do, um, you know, in times when you're not feeling so well, or is it something that you do on a regular, like, you know, for, like, to help you get through, um, you know, bad, rough moments in your life, or is that something that you always do? That's something that I do as, you know, like, it's pretty much what the the first thing that you said. Like, if I'm, like, having, like, a really bad day or something like that, it's kind of nice to, like, come home and, like, paint. Like, just kind of, like, sit, like, throw on some tunes on iTunes, and it's, like, chill and paint. Like, that's, it kind of helps me cope. Like, I don't do it necessarily. Like, I know I'm not, like, you know, Picasso or anything, but, I mean, I just, it's kind of just, like, nice to sit back and just, you know, like, just kind of let how you feel, like, express onto, like, a canvas. Like, it's just, it's just nice. It's relaxing to me. It's therapeutic. So... Yeah, I agree. That's I used to painting. Did you? Yeah, at times I did in my life when I was going through rough patches and stuff. It was always crazy stuff that I would paint insane things, but who was, was getting it out there, you know? <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with insane things. I mean, the last painting I did was of a deer. Like, some random, like, Urban Outfitters-looking indie painting. I mean, just stupid <laughs> stuff. I mean, I think the only painting that I'm, like, really, like, super proud of is, like, the this painting of a tree. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I really like this painting. (laughs) Well, that's funny. So people can um, contact you either through your YouTube channel, which we said Mm -hmm. was at um, YouTube um, backslash Positively Jonathan, 
Yep. They can also um, find your videos on the POSIM network as well. Yeah. Um, and your email is positivelyjonathan at gmail.com, right? Yeah. I mean, I check that occasionally. If you really want to be like, get hit me up like as soon as possible, like I have another email account if you want me to post it. I can. Oh, I don't care. It's up to you. Sure. It's uh, jshaw88 at gmail.com. And you're on Twitter and all those good spots, right? Oh, yeah. I'm like everything. Facebook, MySpace. You don't tweet much. Huh? You don't tweet much. Not that much. I'm not like a huge Twitter fan. I don't know. Like, there's like a YouTube video. (laughs) Well, there's like a video, and it's like this dude like randomly shouting the status. And that's how I feel. I'm like, no one needs to know that I'm like, hey, like I'm... Read a new newspaper in my house while I'm eating a bowl of cereal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like it's cool. Like I have a friend that does it like every minute. He's like tweets. I'm walking. I am going to the dentist. The dentist is cleaning my teeth. Like <laughs> God. <laughs> like calm down to the tweets, my friend. <laughs> Hold on one second there, Jonathan. I have a um a caller here on the line I'm gonna bring on, so Cool. Let me bring them on. What's your name? Where are you calling from, caller? Hey, I'm calling from Augusta. Just tell Jonathan, this is Jimmy. We're happy to hear from him. And while listening at home, listening back in home to him. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll see you. We're listening to you. Just wanted to let you know we are hearing you. Steve <laughs> wanted to know why you didn't mention his name. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve, the DJ at the bar, he was oh, talking to him when you were talking about the bar. He was so disappointed you didn't talk about how great the DJ was at the bar. Uh, shout out, McMaster <laughs> Nitro. <laughs> 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 but we love you just like you know. We were listening to you. Oh, I love you too, Jimmy. When am I going to see you next? <laughs> what now? When am I going to see you next? Well, I saw you. You know, I'm always, I'll be around. We'll, we'll see y'all this weekend. I'll get real up with Isaac, and we'll get together. All right. All right. <laughs> Love you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay. So what's, what's the name of the bar? It's, the name is it's called Club Argos. And who's the it's DJ? Like, give, him, give him a shout-out. Oh, uh, shout-out to Mixmaster Nitro, Mr. DJ <laughs> at the Argos. The best DJ in the world. He's the, the best DJ in the world. He needs to, like, I need to hook him up because I got some good mixes that he needs to play. And I keep on saying that, but I'm always like, whatever. I'm always, when I see him at the bar, I'm, like, running by his DJ booth. I'm like, oh, hey. Like, <laughs> like I never, like, see him out and about. So, but, oh, that was sweet. And some, like, hometown loves. <laughs> Were they all at the bar listening? Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's a possibility. Our show is best when you're drunk. <laughs> what? Our show is best when you're drunk. See, no, I don't agree with that. But, I'm, right. kidding. <laughs> I'm drunk now, so. Are you? What are you drinking? You're sharing? No. no. I, I work for FedEx. You can, like, ship it overnight. <laughs> I was drinking last week. Oh, wait a minute. We have another caller here, so let me bring this person Cool. Up. Caller. Hello? I'm getting them. Hello? Hello? Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm John. I'm calling from Augusta, Georgia. Hey, John. I'm just letting Jonathan know. uh, I'm listening to him. It was good talking to him the other night. You got me, buddy. Hey, what's up, John Bradley? Not a whole lot, man. I'm just getting on to support you, buddy. Thanks, man. Not a problem, That's dude. That's cool. I'll see you later. I'll go to the gas station and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> We're all uh, close in Augusta. Like, everybody knows definitely. everybody. If we don't, so, we know somebody that knows somebody. It's horrible on Facebook because I mean, if you, the whole town was on Facebook, we would just be like mutual friends with everybody. It's just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see support. No problem, buddy. I'm going to go back to listening to you. All right, man. I'll see you later. All right. Take care, bud. Thanks for calling in. We got mad love for your hometown. I do. They love me. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Not to brag or anything, but...
Yeah, I have another caller here, so area code four four one. What's your name? Where you call from? Because it's it's off between here and there. Hello, who's this? Hello. 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 Hi, what's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, my name is Danny, and I'm calling from DC. Um, I had a question for Jonathan. I was wondering, um, now, are you doing any kind of um, HIV and AIDS outreach outside of the Internet? Um, or You know, I'm trying to get involved with that. Um, it's kind of hard in the area because, like, it's a good old boy network. So, like, it's hard to, like, be like, hey, like, I want to get involved. And it's like, oh, well, we already have somebody. But um, I do, like, you know, I get out. Like, I went to um, I'm at my university and stuff like that. We have rapid HIV testing day. And uh, my friend Neil, you know, wanted me to get the word out. So I was going to sh- put a shout-out on my video blog for it. But I was there, and I wanted to help out and stuff. So I try as much as I can with my busy schedule to, like, do stuff. Um, we went to this charity event for the Red Ribbon Ball that was uh, to benefit H- AIDS and HIV. So I do stuff like that, too. I want to thank Danny for calling in. I had to let him go because we were getting some sort of a feedback. Um, so oh. I was, like, listening to something in the background, but yeah, I think it was always coming back. So if anybody else wants to call in, you got nine minutes. Uh, the number to call is three four seven two one five nine four four two. Yeah, well, I think we have to remind people that, dude, you're 21, you're in school, and you work, and you do a vlog, and you do video stuff. Like, you're kind of yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm really busy like that, and like it's like hard to find time to sleep, let like let alone breathe. Like sometimes, right. so it gets it gets pretty hectic sometimes. And like sometimes, like I feel like you know you get that fatigued feeling when you like do too much. So, so how do you juggle yeah. it all? Like what 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 gets you through the day? Like to get up and 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 keep going. Well. I guess my goals, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like this horrible, like, love triangle almost. Like, the only reason why I'm working full-time is to put myself through school. But then, like, I'm in school and stuff like that so I can get a better job. Like, it's just, like, it's this huge, like, it feels like a rat race sometimes because I'm like, what's the point? I'm like, I'm already working full-time. I already have, I know. It's... Give me a break. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm only like 21 here. Like I'm waiting. I'm ready to get my degree. Like it's what are you like going to one. Uh, poli sci. I kind of want to get involved with like a local government somewhere and like, you know, city planning, city organization. Maybe even like I'm kind of even interested in like political campaigns. Who knows? Maybe I'll be like a senator one day. We'll see. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's kind of fun. <laughs> no, so, definitely Justin, more. You, you, I'm sorry. You, you mentioned that you have a, a boyfriend. Now, um, how is he with the whole HIV thing? And, like, He's positive. Oh, so I guess it's not a big problem. <laughs> no, well, I mean, there's still, like, things that you need to, like, we're still, like, you know, need to be careful and stuff like that. And, like, we talk about it and everything like that. And it's just... I mean, I was dating, when I first started the blog, I was dating somebody who was negative. So, like, and he, fa- he was with me when I found out, and he had the hardest time with dealing with it. Like, he could not, like, he could not function. Like, I felt bad because, like, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you need to get tested. He's like, I don't want to get tested. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to find out. I just, I just know I have it. And I'm like, no, like, go get tested, please, for me. You know, and, like, it, just, it took a toll. And it ended up, like, coming to bad terms and we broke up. But now that I have somebody who actually knows what I'm going through and stuff like that, like, it's a lot easier to deal with. And a lot of people are like, well, are you saying that you only will date positive people? No. Like, that's not the case. Like, you know, I will date anybody that I like, but it just so happens that the person that I'm, like, infatuated with is positive. So, works out. (laughs) It's a plus plus, (laughs) literally. Literally, yeah. It was it was cool because me and him were friends, and you know he was the person, the first person that I talked to that was HIV positive after I found out I was HIV positive. Like me and him, like hung out like for a little bit, like one night after I found out. It was like probably like three weeks, three or four weeks after I found out that I had HIV, and like me and him went and hung out and had like a cup of coffee and stuff like that and talked. 
and he just remained like a mutual friend and stuff like that. And then like, we always joke because when he found out that I had broken up with my ex, he was just like, Oh, I can jump on that right now. You know what I mean? So, and then like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he said that he's always had like a crush on me, quote unquote. So it was, it was kind of funny because like the, the wheels started working like back in July and we started dating in like September. So we're like still a fairly new couple, but We've been having a lot of fun, and I think he's a great guy. That's good, because it always offers people a lot of hope to hear that people that are positive talking about being in relationships with other people, because it's that fear that we have once we're diagnosed that we're not going to be loved or or have that, Mm -hmm. you know, that relationship like we had before. And stories like you proves, you know, that it's true. He's great. And you think that, like, I'm an activist? Like, he's, like, he's horrible because he's, like, he is president of Augusta Pride, which 2010 will be our first Pride event for the whole city. And talk about, like, breaking down barriers. Like, he's, like, pulling the community together, trying to get people to do stuff. And, like, he's, he's busier than I am. Like, he works full time and he, you know, so, like, trying to get – find time for both of us is like it gets hard sometimes so but we're working it it's it's nice do you think that um since you work you you know your your partner is somebody who is you know does stuff like that and and goes out and and you know breaks down the barriers do you think because of he does such inspiring things that it kind of rubs off on you uh yeah (laughs) yeah definitely we rub off on each other actually it's kind of funny (laughs) We're, he's like there's a sexual he's joke the gay mayor and the Jackie O. Huh? So there's a sexual joke in there somewhere about rubbing off on each other. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds like a hot minute. <laughs> but no, like this is like this joke because like we're he was he's very well known in the gay community here in Augusta, as like small as it is. And like even people like the underground gays, this is what we call them, they're underground. Like people that don't want to like, you know, come out and they just are perfectly okay to stay at home and pretend to be straight when they go out. Um, like, he is well-known. And so he was dubbed the gay mayor of Augusta. And, of course, now everybody's calling me Jackie O and <laughs> wanting me to get a little cap and just like, ugh. A little pillbox hat. I think that'd be cute. Yeah, idea. exactly. Do you think that'd be cute on me? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to do a photo shoot or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get my roommate to do me in the food, uh, uh, take photos of me in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, Donovan, yeah. I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show tonight. Uh, we're down to the last two minutes, and uh, you know, just yeah. coming in and making us laugh. You know, it's good to have an hour <laughs> of laughter. I'm a funny guy. Message. I try. So, thanks for having me on. Like, it was really cool. Right on. Yeah, I'll do it anytime. More blogs to come, promise. Sounds good. I'll be looking forward to them. Thanks again. Have a great night. Thanks again. Bye, guys. Bye. Remember, guys, you can find more information on Jonathan Shaw, um, either on the POSIM network, he has his blog there, or you can find him on YouTube at um, backslash Positively Jonathan. He was a hoot. Yeah. Yeah, he's funny. It's funny, too, when you forget, like, well, you're, you're, you just turned 30, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're like all a decade apart. It's funny, but he's so laid back and chill. He's like, yeah, dude, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> found out I was positive, and I was like, I just, you know, yo, blurted it out to my dad. It's cool. <laughs> it's funny. But no, I mean, that's, got, that's, that's ballsy to like go on Facebook a week later and like just announce it. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. Definitely, um, you know, it may be a different story. He may have done it different than everyone else, you know, or you. But, um, you know, he still has goes through the same struggles, and that's kind of why we wanted him to come on and, and talk about it, you know, with telling his parents and stuff like that. So I'm excited. Next week we're going to be um, sitting in, all three of us, me, you, and Jeremy, and we're going to be talking about what it's like to be newly diagnosed for the new people who are being diagnosed, you know, over this holiday season and going into 2010 kind of give them a, an hour of um, calling in, asking questions, and kind of pointing out, you know, some good uh, ways to approach how to live your life with HIV after being diagnosed. So it should be a good show.
Cool. I'm excited for it. So do you have anything coming up? Uh, no, nothing, nothing pertaining to HIV and all that stuff. I'm just going to Miami and not caring about anything except getting tan. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. The only news yeah. that I do have is that um, Tuesday I will be interviewed at 7 o'clock on gtownradio.com um, on a show called The Catacombs. Um, it's a local show here in Germantown, radio show here in Germantown, PA. So should be interesting. Cool. And then I start blogging for the body in January, so that's something that oh, everybody excellent. can look forward to. So it should the be only thing actually uh, that I my my PSA is that I'm running on logo right now. Yeah, I saw that. Um, all all that speedo. Everybody's been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I told them like, I'm like I'm like really I'm really have to be in a speedo. I'm like oh god. <laughs> well, everybody, you have a great night, Jack, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, honey. Be good. Bye bye. Stay warm. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.